everyone. Hi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a very exciting episode of the podcast because I'm sure you can tell by how much better the audio is. We are back in our podcast studio Thank in the Lord. person. In together. person. Together. Wow. Live and in person. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause for that. Honestly, couldn't be more excited about this. No, I. Um, this is this has been keeping me going. It has. It really has. Morgan is home for pretty much our homecoming week oh for yeah, for college. Yeah. Um, so we said, and we will be taking advantage of that podcast studio. Oh, 100%. And yes, we will. So here we are, back and better than ever, um, very much enjoying this luxury of having a studio yet again. I don't want to say, like, I took it for granted because, I mean, I definitely recognize that this was quite a nice, bougie uh-huh. setup that we were just experiencing taking advantage of not like taking yeah. advantage of in a bad way but just no, like it was here we're using it we're using it yeah and i was like oh recording at home won't be bad and it, like, it really hasn't it, it really, really hasn't no we've actually been doing so good and i actually got feedback from one of our listeners and they were like how have you guys been recording and i was like we do it over zoom and we like use that yeah and she's like the audio sounds so good okay slay so that <laughs> i will admit good. i cannot listen to the episodes because i hate listening to the sound of my own voice mm-hmm. and i feel like i am just simply the most annoying person on the face of this planet yeah um and i'm really sorry for directing you all to my voice for an hour used to be every week now Ooh, it's girl. like uh, whenever we whenever can. we can mm-hmm. no definitely but i'm glad that the audio did not have a extreme dip in quality but i, I am very excited to be back using these microphones and yeah, the amount of times I've thought studio. about oh this comfy studio mm-hmm. for one yes, mm-hmm. but the amount of times that I have thought about getting a microphone no actually just because it adds to the to the ambiance it to the does vibe. the, put my the big headphones the big headphones like it's just it's a whole moment it is a whole moment it's a vibe it is as Julia Fox would say which yeah. I've recently become re obsessed with her no actually why I is she kind of an icon she's such an icon we all made so much fun of her for no reason well. She did date Kanye West. Okay. So we do have to acknowledge that. Okay, that. that, Yes. Um, But everything else, that interview where she was like, where it was like, do you consider yourself Josh Safdie's muse or whatever? She was like, I mean, yeah. I love it, girl. No, no, no. Girl, I'm here for the energy. No, she is. She is And she's so smart. Yeah, she is pretty I love listening to her interviews. She's Mm -hmm. also gorgeous. Yeah. She does. Doesn't she have kids? I think she does. That's I feel not like a question that I can answer. I feel like I remember re- hearing an interview with her, and it was like she was saying that she doesn't want to date someone who doesn't realize that like her kids are coming first. Oh, wow. Like she's a mom. I think I okay. think that was her, and I respect that. Yeah, girl. Maybe uh, she might have gone on Drew Barrymore, which like, yikes. I'm a little. I don't know how to feel about. I her don't know anymore. how I feel about her anymore. No, I know. Like, which are sucks. we just supposed? Are we just supposed to like forget? Forget that she was trying <laughs> to scab. She did. Yeah. She no, she did. fully did. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we should get into our pop culture news for today. Absolutely. Um, I don't really know, like, if we want to start on this note, but I just feel like we should just talk about it so, like, we can cry and then we can move on. Um, I'm sure everyone knows by now we did The World Lost. Um, Matthew Perry recently, tragically, I like, so tragically. Am I, I truly think... Maybe, besides Robin Williams, mm-hmm. this is the first celebrity death that has really, like, rocked me. I know yeah. a lot of people our age had that experience when Cameron Boyce died. No, that's true. 
But I didn't like consume a lot of media that he was in. So I was, I mean, still Other absolutely tragic. Of Died course. way too young. Like, but like this, mm-hmm. like really, like it messed up my evening when I learned. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Friends fan. Mm-hmm. That's like part of who I am as a person. Chandler has always been my favorite character. Completely. It was just, that show was such a big part of my childhood. Like it, huge, I, it yeah. was like a childhood hero of mine. Died. I found yeah. out that he had died, which was just so mind-boggling, and it drowned. just came out of nowhere, and just so sad, I know. and like just the the aftermath of drug addiction is just like so horrible to witness that like people have to go through in this world, and I just like truly put out so much like love for his family and friends because it's just so so tragic the fact that he was like finally starting to do better yeah and then that happened um but i he just left like such a huge impact huge on the world and i think like like literally when i told my parents like they almost broke down in tears i was genuinely distraught yeah it was it was really really sad it was really really sad um so all all the love Going out to his family. That was just the worst. Has anyone from the cast of Friends said anything yet? I think they, like, released, like, statements together. Okay. I don't necessarily know if, like, any of them have the presence on social media to where they would, like, make their own. Well, Jennifer Aniston, I know, is on Instagram because I follow her. And I didn't see anything from her. But also, I'm going to be so honest, like... They don't need to make a statement about this. That's what I'm saying. And this is so personal to them. Correct. Correct. Like, it... I know the creators of Friends have, like, spoken out a lot about it. And it was, like, we, like, feel like we lost our brother. Like, that, like, it was literally yeah. a family member They've to them. They put a tribute on some of yeah. the, on some of the episodes. Not all of them. Yeah. They um. just spent so much time with him. And, like, yeah. especially that era of his life when he was, like, going through so much of what he was going through. Like, they were all there for that. Yeah. And so I can, like, only imagine, imagine how, how they feel. Yeah. So... The public social media statements, like, I don't really think they need to be a thing. Not unless you feel, like, led to post yeah. something I was just curious because I yeah, feel like no, I totally. hadn't heard anything. Totally. Um, Lauren Graham said something, though. Yeah. Which I... Um, let's, like, turn it around with something <laughs> happy. Something to celebrate. Please. Um, the WGA strike is over, you guys. Thank, Thank fucking goodness. God. Now we just have to get through and you guys, I SAG strike. Hi guys, I just wanted to pop in while I was editing this and give a little update. Um, Morgan and I go on about the SAG strike for like 20 minutes in this episode. (laughs) Um, And since recording this episode, the SAG strike is over. We are so excited about this news. We have been very outwardly spoken about how much we have been supporting the SAG strike during these last few months. And we are so, so, so excited that it is finally over and so many of our favorite shows are going to be coming back. So I cut out a majority of um, us talking about the SAG strike just because it wasn't relevant. Um, but then we <laughs> we jump in to talk about um, The Summer I Turned Pretty because Morgan finished reading all of the books. So that is kind of why the audio may sound a little funky. Um, But yes, we are very, very excited that the SAG strike is over and cheers to that. So enjoy the rest of the episode. Girls mental health. No, actually. 
Let us watch the summer I turned pretty. Ooh, like I need for the love of God. I need I need that for the show love to wrap of up. God, I need I, to see how. Oh, because I, I don't know if I've talked about this. I don't think you have. I have completed all of the books. I read Thank them God. all. Um, I cannot wait mm-hmm. to see what they do with the final book and final season. And let us make the record straight. After finishing book three, are you Team Conrad or Team Jeremiah? After <laughs> finishing like book two, I was. Actually, honestly, watching season two like solidified Team Conrad. Mm-hmm. I would like to re- to take back um, any ounce inkling of a statement that made it sound like I was Team Jeremiah. I did. I I think I am on record on this. Him giving him crying at the mm-hmm. end of season one did give me the ick. Yeah. Um. And then he just continued to give me the ick. And mm-hmm. after reading book three, I hate him. Thank you. Thank you. That's all. Book I three was insane. Know. I'm not uh-huh. gonna lie. Uh-huh. That was a lot. There was a lot happening there. There was a lot happening, and I simply like I need also for like them. young adult literature too. Yeah. That was a lot. No, I know it was pretty crazy. <laughs> Moving on, we have to talk about Taylor Swift, obviously. Obviously, um, 1989 Taylor's version came out. How did you feel about it? <sighs> I love wow. the vault tracks. I okay. love the vault tracks so much. These are some of my favorites. Red will always be best vault tracks. These in are my really opinion. good vault tracks. Um, but these are amazing vault tracks. They are. I had texted you and I had said that I like the production of a lot of the songs, but I feel like her vocals I wasn't crazy about. Mm-hmm. I have s- I have since changed my mind. Okay. I love her vocals. I don't like the production of some of the songs. That's a lot of people are saying that. Jack Antonoff's hands are everywhere on this which i mean like i get it it's it's supposed to be 80 synth pop yeah i and i get that and i hear you and i know that but that's it is it's and different that's, and that's jack antonoff's like bread and butter mm-hmm. however comma no no fair i don't like what they did to style style is a lot they did that's a lot new romantics also mm-hmm not crazy. I do, however, love the production of I Know Places. I love the production of I Know Places. Clean. Clean is so good. That one hits. What's your favorite vault track? For a while, I was saying it was um, Now That We Don't Talk. Mm-hmm. And is it over yet? Is it over now? Now. Yeah. Now I think it's Slut. Wow. Okay. Let me just also be the first to say... People who were expecting slut to sound anything else than like how it, it sounds, did, you're crazy. Because I knew as soon as she announced that she was releasing a song called Slut, I was like, it is going to sound like you are bouncing on clouds with a rainbow above you. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Also, I just love <laughs> I love how she was like, I'm so down bad. It's okay if they degrade me. I <laughs> <laughs> it's the Harry Styles effect. And you guys have to remember what Harry Styles looked like. It was when frat she was boy Harry. Frat boy Harry going into long-haired Harry. Menace. Like, a menace to society. Was, right. Also, I was. you know how people say that, like, oh, she didn't write the vault tracks at the time of the album. Mm-hmm. Like, these are new songs. You want you you know these were written. You do. Because the, the, t- the Tumblr era. quotes are all The Tumblr over quotes. And also tracks. the fact that she says lying traitor. Yeah. She would have said fucking traitor. If yeah. she <laughs> recorded, if she wrote and recorded right. that in the year of our, in the year of our Lord 2023, she would have right. said fucking traitor. I will also just say the, like, hate that Harry's getting is so unwarranted. Because let us not forget, Harry and Taylor are friends. They're vibing. They are. There's no bad blood. They're besties. Uh, they're uh, uh, see uh, what uh, I did. Uh, um, <laughs> but, like. It's, like, they, Harry's one of the good exes. Yeah. Like, just because they had this moment, like, they're good now. 
So let's They've not it out. let's not send any hate. That's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It is weird. Um, we also have to talk about Taylor's budding romance because you know I'm eating this shit. You love uh. it. I will say I'm a little okay. I don't want to be like I'm sick of it, but like a lot of people are. I think there's a lot of unnecessary media coverage, like the NFL putting the stat of like how well Travis does when Taylor's at games mm-hmm. versus when she's not. Them changing their Twitter bio and header. Mm-hmm. I will it's say. It's getting a little excessive. I will say. And even uh, Travis and Jason said this on their podcast where the NFL, like, doesn't know how to react when celebrities come to their games because it's never really been a thing before. Like, the NBA, people come sit on the court line. Yeah. They show them for two seconds, and then it's like, okay, like, let's go back to the game. The NFL, like, doesn't know how to do that because <laughs> they've never had celebrities at their games before. So it's, like, they're trying to figure out, like, a balance. And I think it's getting better. Like, the first game that Taylor was at was, like, Insane. so dramatic. But the more that she comes, like, people are, like, okay. Like, she's just going to keep showing up. Obviously, like, this is a normal thing. Um, so it's getting normal in that way. I will say the media coverage of them in general, though, I think we just forgot what Taylor's like when she's in a relationship because she was so private with Joe. Definitely. No, I agree. But Gurley likes to be the center of attention. No, she does. And do you think that any of these pictures would be taken without Tree's approval? Yeah, no. no. Like, they are letting the paparazzi know where they are. Absolutely. It is not by accident. Not at all, no. So anything that is posted about Taylor... um, it's because she wants it to be. It, yeah, she <laughs> wants it out there. So, um, no, and she looks great. She looks so happy, living her she's best glowing. life. And he is just so respectful. I love that she's in her wag era, and he's so tall. She deserves this. She gets to feel small around him. Like, and that is as, just a, as so a fellow beautiful. tall girly, I know how much that means. And that is just so beautiful. And I just love. Taylor said, "Don't settle for short kings. Don't do it." Go get yourself a 6'5 football player. How many times have I said that about Travis Kelsey? Like, he is just, he is what she needed. Yeah. It feels like, and here's the parasocial relationship coming in, but it feels like when your bestie has, like, dated shitty men <laughs> for, like, years. No, and I get it. Fi- yeah, they finally, finally a have good a good one, and you're like, thank, thank God. God. Like, thank God. Because I think we've said this before. We've definitely said it privately, but I think we also mentioned it probably on the last podcast that Travis Kelsey knows he's with Taylor Allison Swift, like he knows. Correct. How? He knows who she's. Yeah. He knows who she is. Like even the media coverage surrounding it. Like yes, obviously he was very famous in his own right before that, but he has like a whole new audience now, and he's just very much like it. Just comes with the territory. Like I know who I'm being associated with, and he's that, he and is that's doing what it is. Such a good job of he's taking doing it. Such a good job, and he pursued her. her. He pursued her and he wanted her and he's like, and this is what I'm and if this is what it takes, then I'm going to do it. And I respect that. I love, I love this for him too. (laughs) I love this for them. I just love them together and I hope they get married. That would be so cutie. I hope they get married. Everyone ever thought that Joe and Taylor were secretly married? Yes. That was crazy. (laughs) Crazy. That was crazy. I think we also need to talk about you guys. Timmy. Timmy and Kylie. And Kylie. Um, I remember sitting in this podcast studio when it was like a rumor, and yeah. we were like, "There's no, no way." way. We well, were like, "There's there's no a way, way." Apparently, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> where there's a Chris Jenner, yeah. <laughs> there's a way. Real, and honestly, I'm kind of just coming to expect it. 
or like respect it I yeah. guess I should say um because you know I still just want to know what they talk about me as well Do, has Timothy met Stormy <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he has How, what did that interaction look like I can't imagine Timothy interacting with this child I also can't imagine Timothy Chalamet at a Kardashian slash Jenner family event like no. those parties that they have um can't imagine Timothy Chalamet being implemented in those um but I do think we need to remember that like Kylie's pretty young and I think she's like entering her like I'm young again era like she had her like mom era yeah. and like obviously she's gonna be a mother forever yeah. now but I think she's like I'm young and I I want to be. Young. I want to date like yeah. a hot actor, and like, like who better than fair. Timothy Chalamet? Well, like I mean, there are better <laughs> people than Timothy Chalamet if you want to date a hot actor. <laughs> in true. my opinion, also, in my humble opinion, no, that's so valid and fair. Also, the weirdness of um, Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid. While we're talking yeah, about what weird is couples, that? what is that? That's <laughs> so actually weird. Random. That's actually so weird. How did they meet? Also, Meryl Streep divorced her husband. I know. Kind of sad. I, uh, I Pete Davidson has the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever right now. He does, now. but he is supposedly with um, Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. Shut up. I thought I told you that. I am obsessed with that. Yeah. That's perfect. Are you kidding me? That's perfect. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's peak hot girl ugly guy. Yes. A thousand percent. Oh my God. I know. He pulled her because he's funny. A thousand and ten percent, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm all over that. I am all over that, too. No, I'm all over that. Because also, because I feel like Madeline Klein comes from a pretty normal family. She comes from a very, like, normal family, to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. He comes from a very normal family. Like, I want them to be normal together. And they kind of have been, considering I don't I think didn't we've... Re- I haven't really heard anything about it. We haven't gotten a picture maybe of them I've together. Seen, we haven't? No. I was going to say, maybe I have seen one, but I might just be... I don't think so. Speaking of Pete Davidson in pictures, uh, Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus going as Pete and Ariana for Halloween. I know. Don't I've seen it, obviously. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, yeah, how are you doing? How are you doing? Not well. Thank you. Did you see them dress up as the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost on yes. Halloween? That Julian was... Julian Jesus. Everything. Thank you. That Thank was you. so funny. Yeah. Uh, and the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, a.k.a. Boy Genius. That's the Holy Trinity. That is my Holy Trinity. Thank you. Really, really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. 48 Oysters, girl. Did you hear about that? I don't know who that <gasps> is. Wait, have you actually not heard about this? Because it's all that my For You page was for like two weeks. No. Okay, this girl went on this date with this guy, ordered... 48 <laughs> oysters for herself <laughs> and ate them and was recording them full flash Wait, and like and so the slurping like, Stop like it. you hear that in the video and then like got mad that he wouldn't pay but he had just only agreed to go out to drinks that's and totally i think i think she ordered something else to eat like along with so funny 48 oysters no, that's actually hilarious that's actually like hilarious. i that's I just we were talking about Madeline Klein and the yeah. oysters and I just I really had to I really had to bring it up. I know it's old I know it's old news at this point. Apparently now I hadn't heard about it. Forty eight? That's so many. That's iconic. No, I wanna <laughs> be her. I personally wanna be her. That's so funny, dude. Wow. So in this celebration of Haley and I being, being reunited together. <laughs> yeah. We are going to go see Sophia Coppola's Priscilla tonight. I think this is going to be the first Sofia Coppola movie I've seen. That's a lie. I watched Bling Ring. Yeah, um, I've seen that one. 
And um, I don't even think I finished Bling Ring because I watched the documentary that came out about the actual people actually mm-hmm. involved in Bling Ring. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to watch the movie. And then I was like, yeah, well, no, I don't want to watch this. Right. Um, I know I know the truth <laughs> now. Right. <laughs> um, no, I'm so excited. And yeah, I'm really excited. The, the trailer Obviously, looks if you guys haven't heard, Jacob Elordi's playing Elvis. And he's going to be eating Austin Butler up and proving that Austin did not have to do all of that. And when I will say, when it was like announced around the same time that Austin Butler was going to play Elvis and Jacob Elordi was going to play Elvis. And I was like, why? Why are we having two pl- people play Elvis like and now so close together? And now I see it. And now I get it. And now I get it. And I will say I did not get the Jacob Elordi effect until he started doing press for Elvis. And I'm so it's so, something about so him. glad you are you are finally getting it. You're well, finally. I was talking to this about one of my other to one of my other friends the other day, and I was like, I think it was because he was in the Kissing Booth, and I was like, ick. And then he was in Euphoria, and I was like, ick. Because of the but character that he played. outside of both of those pieces of media. But for some reason, because I associated with him, with the character, I was like, I don't really understand. But then he, like, started doing press Ugh, for Elvis. I and him. I was like, okay, Jacob I get Jacob Elordi, I have always now. loved you. Yeah. I will always love you. It's the Australian accent. It's the Australian accent. He's mm-hmm. so, and I said this to you too, I wouldn't call him charming, but he's very alluring. He is. He just knows how to talk to people, I think. I just he's, think he's so tall. He's very charismatic. He's so tall. And he's so tall. Tall man. We yeah. are simple girls. <laughs> we like a big tall man. <laughs> what can I say? That's why everyone loves Travis Kelsey. Um, but yeah, we're very excited to go see Priscilla. Maybe we'll post an update or something on like the Instagram story of how we felt about it. I think we should. Yeah. A little a little longer. Because I'm taking Haley to my favorite movie theater. Oh my god, yeah. I can't wait. And it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a great night. It's gonna I can't be a wait. great night. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. It is. It's gotten very good reviews so far, so I'm sure we'll love it just Stay as much. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. All right, guys. So our topic today is a very exciting one. And I'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet. No, you texted me a couple weeks ago and we're like, how have we not talked about this before? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. But here we are today to talk about it. Um, our topic is boy bands. And the phenomenon of. And how it has created um quite literally my whole personality as a I child. think I think boy bands really kicked off stan culture and being a fangirl totally in a way that it just it it I think it changed the way yeah that people interacted with media and celebrities and musicians they liked a hundred percent because I think out of fangirl culture and I'm sure we'll touch on this more as we talk about this but um, that was the first time people were ever like shamed mm-hmm. for being in like so outwardly into mm-hmm. something. I think that's really when we see people attacking specifically girls' interests mm-hmm. just because they're girls. Yeah, it was very easy. At least I remember having to defend people and being like, "No, it's good music. I don't yeah. just like them because they're hot." Right. You know, A like thousand percent. No one would kind of see Pat, and of course, I mean, is it peak musicality? Are there objectively better musicians out there yeah sure suck my toe like <laughs> i'm not trying to and g- I'm, I'm still gonna listen and to i'm them. still gonna listen i'm not trying to compare yeah. mozart with 
right one direction that's right n- that's not a comparison that i'm trying to make right now mm-hmm. let me like my things let me like the music because it's good let me like the music that's written yeah. formulaically to get in my preteen little brain exactly and let me enjoy it and let me also look at attractive men that's what i'm at saying the same time. it's like like how is, is that hurting anyone how is that hurting anyone thank you like is <laughs> it is it a crime to like sit here and listen to my little bubblegum pop album by like seven boys that are also very <laughs> cute like that's not last time i checked that wasn't illegal like yeah. if you like to sit in front of the tv for four hours and watch men tackle each other well no no no, no. last and, time and i this, checked no one was ever making fun of guys for watching the transformers movies mm-hmm. because megan fox was in them right you know right. like no one was ever degrading guys mm-hmm. for what they were watching because there was a hot woman in them right they were applauded it was mm-hmm. part of the experience. It was part of their w- uh, part of their manhood to mm-hmm. do so. Mm-hmm. But letting me listen to my silly little bands that also have a beautiful floppy-haired brunette boy telling me that he thinks that I'm the one for him. That I'm suddenly the crazy one. Right. I'm suddenly I the villain. <laughs> I deserve jail. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. When do you think, or what do you think makes a good boy band? First of all, or what do you think like equates? What a boy band I is. I think at the end of the day, a boy band is a marketing tactic. No, that's real. And I don't know really when that changed. Like, mm-hmm. if it was that way in the very beginning when we're talking about, like, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. As a huge, massive Beatles fan, mm-hmm. still to this day, obviously not, like, in the, like, crazed fangirl way. Mm-hmm. Like, in an appreciation for their music and growing yeah. up with it and what they did for the music industry and everything. But, I mean... They were a marketing tactic mm-hmm. for literally anything, you yeah. know? And it still is that way. And I think it's only probably gotten worse as we just, you know, keep capitalizing off of literally mm-hmm. anything that there is to capitalize off of. Yeah. Um, but I think a good boy band, ob- obviously you need, like, attractive, talented boys. Yeah. You also need and you need to a front hit. man. You need a front man. Absolutely, you need a bad boy. I'm sorry. You you, th- you have you have to have the bad boy. You can't have one without one. Yeah, like it. You have to have one that like everyone gravitates towards. I'm sorry, it's true. It's true. Yeah, and like there will be that group of people who are like, oh, I'm gonna like the least favorite one to like try and be different. But then, like, that adds a whole group. Yeah, like, that. That's part of it. They're so well thought out. They are. Because, boy bands are so formulaic. Yes. They are so formulaic. Because it's insane to sit here and think that, like, Simon Cowell, cooking up One Direction Mm -hmm. in his mind, did not have specific, like. He obviously did. uh, Like, almost, like, typecast for them. He obviously did. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. There are roles assigned. I mean, we joke about the media training that they got and, like, the boy band boot camp or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. But, like... It's so real, though. It's so real. Especially for One Direction. Like, I think... Absolutely. I think that was I the think first One time Direction I really saw it. was such a... I'm... Okay. I'm saying non sequitur. Mm-hmm. Stick with me, like, using that language because we saw them be brought together. Mm-hmm. They weren't just, like plucked and, and presented to right. us we saw they were, the fact they, they, were they wanted to be s- they were not a group at first and yeah. we saw them become a group right. and i think that kind of changed the the vibe a little bit or maybe just made them more special mm-hmm. maybe that made them easier to cling to or to relate mm-hmm. to i don't know because mm-hmm. thinking about even 
um, like Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't see them become a group. We were just like there was never an of option course. where they weren't all together. Granted, yeah. they were all related, so it right. might have been a little harder <laughs> right. to separate. Right. Or even, I mean, like th- that wasn't the same experience with like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Like I think just like one day there was the Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys and one day there was NSYNC. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, one day there just was One Direction, but yeah. that wasn't how it was an intent- intended. It, it's almost like with One Direction, we got a peek into the boy band experiment Mm -hmm. because I think every boy band is a little bit experimental. Yeah. Because which ones are, which ones are gonna remember midnight red. It was a band. No. Okay. (laughs) They were another boy band that was getting pushed a little after one direction and five sauce. Okay. But like you have sauce is a good example. Yeah. But but you have no idea who I'm talking about. No, no clue. What makes boy bands, certain boy bands stick? Because there's hundreds of forgotten boy bands from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like, was Duran Duran a boy band? Um, Or I don't know if I would classify them as one. I feel like that that gets a little hairy. But I'm trying to think of other like kind of new kids was a little. Oh, yeah. Definitely has has had a resurgence Uh as of late, just like NSYNC is having their resurgence. Exactly. But definitely fell into obscurity for a little bit. I mean, there's hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the weirdest things was that they like boy bands were such a constant for so many generations. Like our parents grew up with new kids and Backstreet Boys. And then we had One Direction and Jonas Brothers. After One Direction broke up, like what was the next boy band? I mean, like thank God Five Sauce already existed I know. to kind of carry on that legacy. But we really, but I feel like weird. we haven't had anything since then. It's interesting, though, because I, like, I would have classified Five Sauce as a boy band back then. But, but I now, don't now I wouldn't call them. I, I okay, just call them a band. Maybe I still call them a boy band just because that's how they were that's introduced what, right, to that's me. Who they and were. that's how I first got to know them and followed them because mm-hmm. of that. But, yeah, definitely now they have. Well, I remember, I remember violently debating with someone that five sauce is not a boy band because they play their own instruments please okay because when you That's think of no because when you yeah. think about it in sync backstreet boys one direction yeah niall played guitar but mm-hmm. like that was every once in a while yeah not always they didn't play their own instruments they were there to be dancers and in sync and backstreet boys and performers all three of those groups because obviously we no, saw what happened when we tried to have one direction do choreographed dances you're kind of right about that though because like ashton was always known as the one who played the drums mm-hmm. and like callum played the guitar and whatever yeah like they all that's very interesting and i didn't think about it that way and definitely but now i mean do you just call a group of men with a largely female fan base a boy band that seems kind of reductive yeah, and I don't well, that's like I wouldn't think call, about it that way. Well, because then I'm trying to think of, like, the 502s is a band that I listen to, mm-hmm. largely men. I think they have one female member. Would never call them a boy band. Yeah, same um, with Wallows. Wallows. I don't. Houndmouth, I wouldn't call a boy I band. Um, well, maybe. Fucking Mumford and Sons is all men, well, isn't it? Yeah. No one's ever tried I know, to call the it. Why? Is, is it the genre? Yeah. Does, does the genre make the boy band? What, like... I th- I think it was just the it, it comes back to it being a marketing tactic. Absolutely. I think they were marketed as, as a, a boy, boy band. band so that they got a specific audience to listen to and their it's, music. It's that it's that and it was the same thirteen fo- to eighteen. Yeah, and it was the same formula. Like it was there love was songs, loves exactly bubblegum pop for sure. Bubblegum pop, and there was always a front man and like the nerdy one and the silly one and the bad boy. The bad boy. There was a formula to it all. So I think that's why it kind of died off with One Direction. I also think it was because 
One Direction was so outspoken about their treatment. Yeah, of it kind like of it like what they fi- it just kind of died off. Like yeah, like to pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You right. know, like it all kind of falls apart when you know what happens or how it happens. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's just it's so interesting. It really when is. you think about like what gets classified as. A, but then mm-hmm. let's go let's go back to this argument that a boy band is a boy band because they don't play their own instruments. Mm-hmm. The Beatles mm-hmm. played their own instruments. They did. One hundred percent got the boy band treatment. Yeah, definitely. Like it's just it's so <laughs> it's interesting weird. how it's how it's I changed. Know. It's almost but like I think there was it's almost like selective genes. Yeah. You know, like we kind of pick and choose what we want from each mm-hmm. one of these groups. But I think there was a formula to the to the Beatles, oh. like what we were talking about before. Like they all had they their own personality. They were also kind of the, the blueprint too yes, in a lot they of ways. Were. They were. That really kind of started everything. I th- I think what happened is after the Beatles mm-hmm. and their success producers and record labels are like how do we do this again exactly how do we get this yeah another time right yeah which is yeah so interesting to think about i know it's always so interesting to like the resurgence of them because Mm -hmm. like you were saying like all of our parents boy bands are now coming back into the spotlight because i remember probably 2016 fuzzy on that number Mm -hmm. And uh, our New Kids was doing a reunion tour. Mm-hmm. And because it, it was a plot point on Fuller House. Oh, hello. I think. I'm pretty yeah. certain. I'm pretty certain uh-huh. it was a plot point on Fuller House. And then now, I mean, NSYNC did a song for the new Trolls movie, which mm-hmm. the new NSYNC song slaps. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I want to see Backstreet Boys again. Mm-hmm. I want to see them in the media one more time. And then will One Direction ever come off of their hiatus? The world may never know. And it's been teased so many times, too. And I want to know how much of that is, like, fandom delusion. It's fandom. But it's this all last fandom time, delusion. This last time, the boys were kind of feeding it. Harry At least never okay, has. Not Harry. <laughs> Liam and Niall were kind of feeding it. The jobless one. Not Niall. I love you, <laughs> Niall. The jobless ones are feeding it. Yeah. Like, to be, did you listen to Zane on Call Her Daddy? No, I didn't. Okay, he, he was kind of like... That's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I just think the way that they ended, specifically when Zayn left the band, there's so much hurt. Yeah, it was very contentious. Still needs to be talked through. I would like them to do, like, a sit-down documentary rather than, like, a comeback tour. I don't think that any of them would be served well in their no, career yeah to, to do, do a, a comeback, comeback tour no we, we, uh, we need a documentary we need a tell-all we, that's what i'm saying <laughs> we need a tell-all like give us an actual tell-all give us andy cohen all of them and give us and give us a tell-all all of them sitting down together and like talking about like the process of them from beginning to end yeah like what that happened. would be i would i would watch the shit out of that exactly like none of them need to go on tour together we no. don't no one needs to see that no. like because it would just the so ones that have careers have careers because they're good. Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> like I hate to say it, <laughs> like Louis has his own kind of like subset. So does Zane, but he's kind of like being a dad. And yeah, like, like that's Zane, a vibe. but Zane also kind of just like stepped away. I feel on like. his own, on his own, and that's fair. Louis definitely has his niche, and that's yeah. amazing, and that's great. Kisses to him. Exactly. Niall and Harry killing the game. They're killing the game. And, and let who do is it. left behind? Yeah. I was, at a, I was at a store the other day, and I heard Strip That Down playing, and I was Jesus. like, this is a jump scare. A jump scare. This a should not scare. be allowed. Yeah. They should not be able to play that song. Exactly. 
like Harry and Niall have their careers because they're good Mm -hmm. and they do not need to, especially Harry, need to be put in the restraint of being back in their band that they had like 10 years ago. That would be not necessary. Not necessary at all. Not necessary. Do not do it. I know nothing about what I'm about to bring up, but I still think it is a valid point because, you know, we were trying to say like boy bands did kind of like die off. Mm -hmm. I raise you. K-pop. Okay. That's so true. That's such a has, good point. Has the boy band phenomena just kind of like shifted to K-pop? No, that's actually such a good point. And I am not going to say anything about K-pop. I'm saying nothing about it. I know nothing about K-pop and you guys are crazy. <laughs> so I'm not and in a good way. I love, I, resp- I respect it. Anytime I meet a K-pop person, I'm like, you are my new favorite person because like, you're they are so all mi- in. They are minds, so all in. Their minds are, they have the biggest brains of anyone I've ever met. Because, like, the amount of information they can retain. Well, also, the fact that I I, I feel, like, on Twitter, because, like, I don't, yeah. just, like, on my, like, algorithm mm-hmm. feed on Twitter, like, because I interact with, like, yeah. one or, like, uh, Taylor Swift stuff, mm-hmm. like, I get other kind of fandom content. I swear to God... I've seen tweets being like, I taught myself Korean to understand things. Like, and that is so bro- amazing. And that's so amazing. That is so cool, the you power, guys. The power, the power. Literally. Why are we not harnessing boy band power for good? Like, Why are we trying to pit, pit people against women? Why are we trying to pit women against women? Why are we trying to mm-hmm. do something nefarious with it? They're, they're out here getting people to learn other languages. They could heal the American education system, I think. And if, if, we, if we figured out a way to harness it. If you want something to get done, just ask a K-pop stand. Ask a fangirl. Because they will do it. And they How will do it quickly. How do you feel about the, about the title fangirl? I don't mind it. Okay. Um, I don't use it for myself a lot. No, I would think that, and I think that's why we switched to Stan. Mm-hmm. Do we know what, th- like, how that happened? How we switched to using, like, st- like I stand them. Like, I with think that? it came from Stan Twitter. Like, no one was gonna call it Fangirl Twitter, so everyone. Yeah, but then, but yeah. like, uh, why Stan? Do you know what I mean? The song by Eminem. Oh, I didn't know that was. Oh, a song. okay. It's um, I'm it's ask I'm asking you for the lore <laughs> around Stan. It means stalker fan. So oh. Eminem wrote a song called Stan that was about like stalker fan. A stalker fan. Okay. And so that's what it came from. On it. Okay. I thought yeah. it might have been super fan. I under okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm following. Yeah. I think so I'm assuming that's where it came from. Okay. It came from the song. Um, but I just call myself like I know a lot about pop culture. I'm a pop culture enthusiast. I'm that's pop, what I say. I'm a pop culture girl. Like, um, yeah, I don't really I honestly haven't thought about the term like that much but it can be used in a negative connotation for sure like anything can oh yeah but anything associated with women what women like can be used in a negative connotation literally um that is such an interesting point about k-pop though and i hadn't even thought about it like that um i don't know anything about k-pop so i'm not gonna talk about it but if that is your thing, love I, and, re- love and love respect to this to the K-pop. I girlies. love and respect you. Like I truly, truly do. That is so beautiful for you. Um, I also I do know they're like heavily mistreated, K-pop groups. I'm not surprised. Heavily mistreated. I'm not surprised. Um, again, no, literally nothing about it. I just know like little bits and pieces. But maybe I'll look into it after this. What was your so. first concert? Was your first concert a boy band? Miley Cyrus. Okay. Mine, because yep. my first couple concerts were all boy bands. One Direction, or no, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Jonas Brothers with Demi Lovato. 
was my first concert. Yeah. Was it? Wait, wasn't that supposed to be your first concert? And then yeah. I was supposed to go to that one. The only boy band I've seen is the Jonas Brothers, but I saw them when they came back. So I didn't even see them like during their boy band era. I saw them during their Happiness Begins tour. And then I saw One Direction on the Where We Are tour I've never with seen Five Sauce. I know you have. I know you have. It was iconic. And then I've, I've seen, I've seen Five Sauce. During, it was during Sounds Live, Feels Live. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was like super boy band era for them. Definitely like, yes. Mm-hmm. But that was their second album. So it was a little bit more. They were trying to be edgy. Yeah. Um, and let me just say, I do not know why I was not a Five Sauce girl when they were like in their heyday. But I regret that like to the bones of my core every this is my roman empire are you ready for my roman empire tell me it's the fact that i was not um like of age when five sauce was sleeping (laughs) with their fans when they were going out and meeting their fans and hooking you wanted to be a five sauce groupie i I wanted to be a five sauce groupie i respect so bad because did you know what they looked like yeah like are you you kidding kidding me even now no actually like they're oh. i'm a callum girl forever i love that I'm i do a callum love callum girl forever ashton I've i was a huge michael girl when mm-hmm. i was like first really into them i have tr- since transitioned to ashton mm-hmm. i always i'm a sucker for the drummer there's a something I'm there's a something about a drummer, drummer. Hey, do you think like older boy band fans i'm talking i'm talking like like beach boys i'm talking mm-hmm. i'm talking beatles i'm not talking about like new kids like sure. that era we're having these same conversations like i want to know what the convert like not ne- obviously not dissecting boy bands <laughs> as yeah. a whole but these like i love the drummer like the basis is so like like those kinds of i want to yeah. know what but speaking of the beatles we have a new beatles song in the year of huh? our Lord 2023. Yeah, so there were some old demos that um, Yoko Ono had. Oh, cool. And so they used, it's not like an AI voice generator. Mm-hmm. Like this demo was sung by John Lennon while he was still alive. Okay. Uh, obviously. Wow. But they used like an extractor mm-hmm. to get his vocals out. And Okay, slay. Um, so now we have a new Beatles song and it's called Now and Then. Wow, that's crazy. And it's I listened to it yesterday. That it's is so it's crazy. really interesting and it's it's fun because like I am a huge fan of the Beatles. Yeah. Um like grew up listening to their music. Mm-hmm. I saw Paul McCartney for my twenty first birthday. Oh. Like that was my birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it's so exciting that to is experience so exciting. like a new Beatles song. Wow. That's beautiful. And I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's Something special. about it. Well, because, like, obviously, like, there's still, like, people who are listening to the Beatles, like, when they oh were yeah. first making music, like, alive today. And, like, yeah. they get to experience a new I know. song and, like, all That's the memories. Sweet. Speaking, I'm sorry. Now, this is just turning into Morgan talks about the Beatles well. because she loves the Beatles. <laughs> I have a, t- a Beatles t-shirt, and mm-hmm. I was out and about one day, and I was wearing it. I had a woman, like, tap me on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, how can I help you? And she said, I like your shirt. And I said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. She said, do you want to know a fun fact? Oh. And I was like, I thought she was just going to like tell me some like Beatles lore that sure. I probably already knew. And she was like, I was in the audience when they performed for on Ed Sullivan for the first time. Wow. And I was like, you are my God. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to live my dream? You are an icon. You are an icon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just love that. So thanks, Beatles. That's beautiful. Thanks, Beatles, for all of the, the, the boy bands. And that's what I'm saying. It then. brings people together. It really does. And like, if I meet someone that is a One Direction fan, I automatically want to be I, your friend. I connect with you. We that's have. It is a connection. To connect over. It is, and that's what fandom culture in the end is really all about. But like, especially boy band fandom culture, 
like no one truly gets it especially because of the hounding and bullying (laughs) (laughs) that we got for we were in the trenches for outwardly liking boy bands like i cannot tell you how many people are now in my life that are like oh yeah i loved them but i never talked about it because like i didn't want to be made it's fun the of same thing that people did with taylor swift yeah too. Totally. like they hit they liked taylor swift or like made totally. fun of people for liking taylor swift even though they were like at home listening to yeah now. um something else i think we need to touch on very quickly mm-hmm. shipping culture in boy we bands. have to <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. No, we will. But I, f- I think we would be remiss to talk about you guys. One Direction and not bring up the the chaos that I was hilarious. I wish you could see me right now <laughs> because I'm in agony. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, there is basically which is so crazy to think that there are people that don't know what we're talking about. And honestly, you live a better life. You live a better life because you don't. You know probably what have we're some more. About. You probably have more brain cells than we do for it. Um, during the era of One Direction. There was like a sub genre of people who started shipping, who thought that Louis and Harry were in a relationship. Um, they they call themselves the Larrys because that was like and their they ship still name. think they're in a relationship. I should add, people this is still happening. This is still going let, on. Let me speak right into the microphone <laughs> when I say this. People literally think that Harry and Louis are like married, like to this day, think that they are married, think that they are in love. Think that, like, they're sneaking off and, like, in a full secret relationship. I cannot explain. How are you guys this delusional? Like, I'm delusional. You guys are crazy. (laughs) Like, crazy. I, it is so, not only harmful to Louie and Harry as people and their, like, own relationships to be saying this, but it's also, like, low-key outing them. Like, no, very. If they were ever in a relationship and they chose not to share with the public, that's for a reason. Um, And specifically with Harry's own journey, I can't really speak on Louis because I don't really follow his career anymore. But, like, just the way that Harry chooses to speak about, it's no one's business. (laughs) It's no one's business. Let sleeping dogs lie. It's literally no one's business. And him and Louis are not married. So, stop. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Stop. And... Thank you, Haley, <laughs> for your very in-depth, eloquent. You're the one that brought it up. Larry. I didn't realize I was like striking a nerve with that one. It's just so annoying to me. Like, literally, can you care about anything else? No, like I get it. I remember being in the trenches and being like, oh, my "Were God. you a Larry?" Though? No, oh, uh, no, okay. I wasn't. No, but I remember like the the fights on Twitter. I mean, I was the equivalent was Mook. It was uh, Michael and Luke. Okay. Um, I think those fans were a little less rabid though. Just the fact that they're still around. Like, yeah. Like, do you not have jobs? Like, go care about something else. (laughs) Oh, wait. Because when I was talking about Mook and you're like, well, they're still around. I think like Five Sauce still exists. No, that, let me, it's possible that that could have been one of the downfalls of One Direction. It's no secret that like One Direction had to hide parts about their like real personalities to like fit the stereotypes that they were put into. And I feel like that's what people. That's what Larry's cling to is like, oh, they had to hide their real selves. So like, it's just so harmful to assume anything about anyone's relationships, it especially is. when it comes to like possibly being gay. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I get it. And I agree. It's I just agree. not okay. And like for these grown ass people to be on the internet, like spewing this and like whenever they meet Louie, whenever they meet specifically Louie, because I know he does like more meet and greet stuff. But, like, to bring this up to him? Yeah. Stop it. Y'all are weird. <laughs> like, oh, my 
God. It's so weird. Well. <laughs> on that note. On that note. We had a lot of fun recording this episode today. It was so good to be back in the studio with you. So good. Don't know the next time this is going to happen. But Who knows? We'll try to get it done before I graduate. Okay. Yeah. One more. One more in studio. One more for sure. Um, Also, we could always come back. (laughs) Sure. They would love to have us. True. Yeah. Um, But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you're following the podcast and subscribed on wherever you listen to the podcast. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.